What's up, everybody? It's your pal Val, and welcome to the second episode of our show in which we are going to be interviewing Madison Governale, the co-owner of Wave Creations. I'm actually hopping into the studio a little bit later to record this intro to the podcast because it was my first time having a guest and there were a ton of technical difficulties, I'm embarrassed to say, but it's a learning experience and we're growing. So I tried my hand at editing in hopes of sparing you of the awkward 10 or so minutes in which I was kind of stalling for time waiting for Madison to come because those of us that know her know she runs on something called Madison Time, which is a little bit different than the way the traditional world operates. But that's all right, because technology has allowed this recording not to hear that. So there will likely still be some errors and editing mistakes. I'm still growing, but I hope that you'll be forgiving. And thank you for listening. So without further ado, here's Madison Governatley. All right, we have secured Madison. So Madison, go have a seat over here. Um, select your seat. And 15 minutes in, we were just kind of chatting along about pretty much nothing. So, all right, we're having mic number two. And, um, well, hello, hello. Howdy. Hey, Madison. So Hi. we have been talking extensively about you, introducing you, saying... When is this girl going to get here? So, <laughs> Sorry, I apologize for being late. Running on Madison time. Yeah, as usual. Honestly, I am getting better at time management in college and stuff, but it's, it's, it's having a time. Well, without further ado, let's get into the interview portion of our podcast. Well, I call it a podcast. It's a radio show, but I'm trying to convert it into a podcast. We'll see. Maybe Madison can help me with that. But... Basically, before we get into your business, we want to know who you are. Madison Governale is as a person. So, describe yourself in three words. Okay. Um, my name is Madison Governale. I run my own business, um, as you guys probably heard already. Um, three words. Wait, that's so hard for me. I don't know. I guess I am a hard worker. Um, I feel like everybody can describe themselves as that here, especially at Fairfield. Um... I'm creative, and I am a caring person. I love talking to people. I love giving advice to people, and yeah. Aw, that's so <laughs> sweet. Up, oh, I'm getting some, some of you. Speak a little bit closer to the mic, if you don't mind. Okay. I've never had a guest before, so we are working this one out, and hopefully as time goes on, I'll just get better and better and better. And hopefully I'll be back, and I won't be napping i apologize for that one guys like yes. that is my mistake i right. get migraines <laughs> <laughs> okay so our next question is where are you from okay i am from long island new york um i grew up in a small town called manhasset but i'm also um i have family in hampton bays so we go back and forth a lot but i am from new york yes very cool what is your favorite way to spend your free time and why okay i really enjoy um I really enjoy going on like different like, like walks through like I don't know, um, and then I'm always sketching out different designs and stuff in my business. And honestly, I don't have a lot of free time nowadays because I'm balancing everything. But I'm a huge like I don't know. I love drawing and creating and stuff like that. Wow, that's awesome. So the next question is. If you could only ever eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, that's a really good question. 
I'm a very picky eater. This is hard for me, but I came up with another hobby as I was thinking. So I'm a big photographer as well. Okay, sorry, food. Um, um, hmm. Ooh, pumpkin pie. Mm. I love pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin season. Although I'm a summer person, I love pumpkin pie. I don't know. Sorry. No, tis the season. <laughs> tis the season. Good vibes overall. Yep, that's for sure. Okay, what's something that you're excited about or looking forward to? Like right now? Business launch. Your new business launch. Okay, do we want to share that now or do we want to share that later? Whatever you would like. Uh, I can talk a little bit about it, I guess. Okay. Um, I'm making a new sweatshirt line. You don't really... I can't really say too much about it yet, <laughs> but it's coming out in, I think, two-ish weeks. So, Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so I think we kind of know a little bit about you. You seem very, like, Long Island oriented. I don't know, just, like, cool, super, like, fun vibe, super good person. And now we just want to know, like, wow, you're a really young person working on a business. How do you do it all? How are you so successful? So maybe we'll just introduce your business. What's the name of it? And how did you come up with that name? Okay. So in May of 2020, my sister and I, we were so bored. You know, everyone quarantined. We couldn't keep ourselves busy. And we decided, wouldn't it be a cool idea? Like, so we were tie-dyeing, making jewelry and stuff like that. Like, I made jewelry a lot. And we did every single craft, like, that we could have thought of. Like, as you were kids, you were very crafty. So as we got older, it was only, like, you know, we continued that. And we decided, wouldn't it be so cool if we started selling this kind of stuff? And so, as I said, I'm from a small town called Manhasset. But I, we do have family in Hampton Bays. And I grew up every summer going there. And... So, we're very beach-oriented people. That's like my that's one of my favorite things in my free time, actually. Back to that question. <laughs> um, um, so basically, we did a brand called Wave Creations, making all sorts of different beach-inspired apparel and um, our own digital drawings. But we started off with tie-dye, actually tie-dye loungewear, tie-dye like t-shirts, stuff like that. Um, and then we grew from there to my own graphic designs because I always used to like sketch different like ideas and I'm always coming up with ideas like very quickly. So um, we started from tie-dye to graphic designs to keeping our jewelry and we had a friend, it was her birthday, and this is just a little background of how we actually came about. It was her birthday and we couldn't go out because it was in quarantine and we couldn't get her a gift and we weren't, I, I don't know. Online shopping's hard for someone, you know? It's, and you can't go really return it, especially prime COVID. So we made her some necklaces, and she loved them so much. And when it was her friend's birthday, she was like, where'd you get the necklaces from? And we're like, we actually made them. Like, it was our own jewelry thing. But she goes, why don't you sell them? So that's how we came about, and we made our own website, and we started selling them. So that's kind of really cool. It's like telling people, you know, how you got into it. That's a really cool story that you have. And um, what would you say is like the most popular product that you have? Okay, um, our gold filled necklaces, we just released those this summer. Um, we were in a surf shop with those actually. And it was funny because we got into a surf shop called Flying Point in Southampton. And after that, we got our gold-filled necklaces in the store after a year later because they, at first we were like picking some of our products they were they were interested but then they, as soon as they saw that our stuff sold they took a bunch more and our gold-filled necklaces sold like crazy um so we thank a lot of our like we thank a lot of our popularity to Bonnie Point as well now which is awesome because we get the whole 
what a part of Long Island's also there. And so basically, these gold-sewn necklaces, they have little charms that say, or they don't say they're, um, palm trees, little fish, and stuff like that. It's very niche to us, and supposedly, um, we sell them, we sold one time 12 necklaces, and someone bought, like, eight of them. Like, just one purchase, so it was really, really cool. So I, that, that was a huge sale, seller. Wow. So yeah, it sounds like if you're in the market for that, go check it out. Wavecreations.com, right? Jewelry sweatshirts, sweatpants. Uh, we used to do phone cases. We're going to bring those back. Just we did some website updates. More professional. Um, yeah. Here's, um, I think, a question that people would really want to know. And it's why did you decide, so you're a freshman in college, right? Why did you decide to go to college after you're already running such a successful business? Like, what do you need? What do you hope to gain? Uh, this is this was actually really a really tough decision. Okay, so I honestly I do see the business becoming really successful, but I also just wanted that I guess experience of going to college and actually studying other parts of business. Like right now, I'm taking accounting, and even though I'm not the best at accounting, like I I'm still learning it, and I'm still I have the not I have the want to learn. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just want to keep expanding my knowledge of business and make myself more professional. And I think by going to Dolan and going to a different environment of where I could talk to new people, new faces, it really helps out, um, I guess, like, my individual, like, I don't know, desire to learn and desire to become more professional. So I think that's why I decided to come here, and I love it here. So, Yeah. Okay, well, that's amazing, Madison, and um, let me just say, I made a horrible mistake and screwed up which mic was which, so... Uh-oh! <laughs> Not your fault, mine, very sorry to all oh, of our listeners. Oh, no, wait, so now what happened? So, now we're just... Okay, so maybe just, like, Do let's, redo let's it? take it back a little bit, because I think everyone's a Do little bit confused. Should we re-record? Just give me a quick cliff notes spiel, what's your business, Why, how'd you get into it? Um, what do you sell? Okay. So my name is Madison Governelli. I run a small business called Shop Wave Creations or Wave Creations on Instagram. I sell all different types of products, jewelry, sweatshirts, sweatpants. Um, I opened an LLC for the company. We've been in business for two years. And it's all beach-themed apparel, loungewear, jewelry. And we're going to bring back our phone cases shortly. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> all right. So... Question, what was the hardest obstacle you had to overcome, like, when you were first starting your business? Oh, geez, just getting it out there, to be honest. Like, we had we had the product. We had the ambition to want to sell, you know. We had everything ready. It was just getting it out there. Um, actually, within our first three weeks, we didn't sell anything. But, obviously, we were small. We were starting from zero. It's You can't expect to sell something. And we made all social media accounts for our business. We learned really the growth on Instagram, the algorithm. It's very difficult, but we did learn it very quickly. And we had a video. Um, our first viral video hit 2 million views on TikTok. And we sold to all different countries. We sold to Paris, or that's France, but, you know, sold to Paris specifically. Um, we sold to Ireland, and I believe we sold to... Oh, I can't think of it. 
a place in the Netherlands. I, I knew the specific location, but I I can't remember. I can't recall right now. But wow, we sold that's really amazing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It, it was a really cool thing. And it's cool to see that, like, we have that reach and we have that potential of getting that far, you know. So it was really... Uh, it was just so, like, I succeeded, you know? Like, that was my success, and that's... I just love it, you know? Yes, 100%. That's amazing, and I'm sure that even hearing this podcast might give you just a few more customers, hopefully. If we heard it. <laughs> <laughs> if they even heard it. Um, okay, so my question now is, like, okay, obviously you're away at college, you're living, you know, a different lifestyle, so how has that changed, like, your role in the company, and if it has at all? Okay, so I've always been in charge of marketing. Um, my sister, too, but so it's the business is run by my sister and I, only us. We haven't had any help. We've just kind of built our own, you know, from zero, and the two of us just work together. I call, okay, this is how we work as a team. I'm the idea maker, and she's the executor. So I'll, like, sketch out the ideas, and she'll bring them to life type of thing, and I'll bring the marketing part to our social media pages. I'll create the website banners and the social media aspect of it. I'll be managing our DMs and stuff like that. Um, but we both do help make the jewelry and stuff like that. But with my sister, going to be a se- she's a senior in high school, so with her going to be going to college soon, we are now trying to figure out manufacturers for our actual clothing lines. Like, we actually want to get the stuff in a huge bulk because the surf shop we sell in wants a lot more and we that we're so excited to hear that you know so it's just like a little behind the scenes of like what's going on I guess um so we're looking into some manufacturers and we both are both like taking a huge role on doing that my sister more at home than I am here though but I wouldn't say really being here has changed my role too much as I'm still doing very similar things it's just different timing of what I'm doing that makes sense because especially being, it could be something that you could do really anywhere. So that definitely sounds helpful. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness for social... Like, even though sometimes you want your phone just to be your phone, mm-hmm. working on your phone is a very, like... It's convenient, you know? Yeah. I can think of things really easily, write them down, and not forget what I'm... Like, my creative ideas, like, not forget them at all, which is mm-hmm. good. And, yeah, it's really just... It's a, it's a crazy thing of me, like, being able to turn my phone, like, a silly app into a whole... A whole business, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you kind of touched on this a little bit before about, like, how your work has changed since, like, coming to college and having different schedules. So how has that changed, and, like, how do you manage all of that? Well, only being here for a few months, it is hard to manage. I do admit to that. But I really am trying. I'm telling all my friends, and I'm leaving stickers around and stuff like that. And um, I feel like I've creating more of an hour-to-hour schedule so that way I'm a little bit better with my managing because as I as you guys know I came a bit late um (laughs) that today was not a good managed day but I am working on it I have set aside days to when I can work on my business like through the media aspect of it and yeah I don't know it's 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 a it's a work in progress but just being here for the last month or two months now I guess or yeah almost pretty much yeah um it's it's been hard but it's definitely a work in progress and it's nothing I can't handle because I love doing what I do and I want to keep doing it so 
Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And I think we're all humans and, like, some things happen and we're all just trying to grow and navigate. So it's very interesting that you're sharing how you specifically are doing that. So thank you. Um, and so I have a another kind of note off of that. And since you really can, like, work from anywhere, your phone literally is your business, how you get work done. How do you approach taking time off? Oh, uh, it's difficult because... Whenever I go on my phone, I want to check all of the business stuff. I want to see how it's doing. I want to see the analytics. I want to see who's viewing our website instantaneously. You know, that's the thing. And it's, I began to set limits on some of my apps, like some of the social media apps specifically. So I'll maybe do 30 minutes in one day. I could always override those limits if I needed to, but I maybe divide my account. So I'll do like 15 minutes on my account, 15 minutes on Leave Creations and make sure that Everything's up to date. I'm sharing my account on my account, sharing all my latest like important launches because that's a big thing. And especially my launch coming up in two weeks. I'm very excited about that. Um, it's going to be a thing stems on everything happens for a reason. So we're going to it's going to be very cool. I can't say too much about it yet, but <laughs> it is going to be very, very cool. I'm very, very excited. Um, but yeah, sometimes I really do wish my phone is just a phone, but I wouldn't trade anything. I would, I really wouldn't give this up. So I think just setting limits on myself sometimes is really what helps me divvy the time and schedule my time, make sure that I'm not overdoing it, if that makes sense, you know? Gotcha. Well, that definitely sounds like a good strategy. And even just everyone who is trying to navigate that work-life balance, it, it is a struggle. And I think that we're all trying to figure out how to do it. So there is no perfect answer. Um, so, but in, in the positive side of it, what is your favorite thing about your job? Uh, just the people I meet. It's, it's so awesome. I have a friend from Hawaii now and it's wow. so funny cause she keeps telling me how she dreams of going to New York city and like, that's like, she wants to go there. I'm from New York and it's, I'm from Long Island, but I'm 15 minutes away from the city. So it's like, that's like my usual and my dream is to go to Hawaii. So I think it's just so cool. Like the people I'm reaching and. It's just like such a success story for me when I talk to someone from a completely different country or a completely different like state. And I'm like, and I get an order and I look at them and I I see where they're from or I see the zip code and I'm like, wow, that's so cool, you know, like I'd never been there. It's on my bucket list of places to go. And it's just meeting all the new people and just interacting with the new people and just, you know, and it's so nice when people leave order notes. Like I had this one customer and she she was so cute. She was like, you inspire my daughter. Um, she's only, like, I think she was eight. She's eight years old. She bought a sweatshirt. But she wants to be an entrepreneur like you guys. And I really, really respect that. And I that made me so happy just to hear, you know, that really made my day. And that really made me want to keep going with this, you know. Because there are some hard moments as to being an entrepreneur, slower season, stuff like that. But you got to push through them. you got to just kind of get through it and that's kind of the same energy I've been using with my work as here as well as I got to get through it and I got to do everything I got to get done in order to you know build up what I want to build you know what I mean so just honestly the people I'm meeting and just the nice notes and the support I'm getting on the other side of the world is really just a crazy thing for me wow that's amazing um so like looking ahead and obviously you're not you, no one knows the future but what do you think where do you think your company's going like where do you see it in five years mm. or do you hate that question <laughs> no I actually love this question I'll explain why so I really want the business so everyone's heard of Pure Vita 
everyone's heard of Salt Life. Everyone's heard of Billabong. I want it to be like a very like similar, like Sunbomb, you know, sunscreen company. I want it to be in all the surf shops. I really, really want Wave Creations to be everywhere. My okay, so the one store we're in actually said that we can get a whole table next summer with wow. all of our stuff on it. So I was really excited about that. So that is already a step in the right direction, and I'm very, very excited to hear that. And ultimately, my goal is so I make the designs for sweatshirts and stuff. I'm, I'm, I have a sketchbook. I make a rough sketch. I send them to my sister. She will then take them and put her own spin on it, and then the two of us will decide what to do with that sketch and if it'll look good on a sweatshirt. Sometimes we do sketch things, and it's like, eh, never mind. But basically, I want to design bathing suits really badly. So I really want to take, like, my own designs and throw them onto that and, you know, make it, like, a cool, just, like, overall beach company. I don't know. I feel like that would be awesome. And I really want it to get to be this chair. Very (laughs) well known, you know. So we're working on it, but definitely making some right steps in the right direction, which I'm excited about. So, yeah, I really see the business growing, um, and I'm really excited for its growth. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing where you take Wave Creations and where it takes you. And so since you are a person who's like two years in, you know, obviously no one can know everything. But for somebody who's just looking to start out, you know, a young person such as yourself, what would, what advice would you give them when they're just looking to start their business? So, okay. I started as a sophomore in high school, which is literally insane now that I think about yeah, it. Like so young. And now here I am, freshman year of college, like just thinking about it. Honestly, you never know what an experience will give you. Like, I didn't know I was going to start a business. I was just making jewelry for fun. You know, I was just an innocent, like, little sophomore during COVID in the summertime making string bracelets, jewelry. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, gold jewelry. Not even. I was doing beaded stuff. So it was, you never know what experience, like, what you'll get out of an experience. And that's the best part of it all is keep moving i'm sorry my (laughs) shoes and stuff the best part of it all is you can always take an experience like a good experience and make it something bigger and for those starting young or want to start young go for it i don't see why not you know I, i know that sounds cliche but you have you know the ability to do what you can do you know i started with my phone so me having a phone as my only resource really and i was able to get i think we're at 195,000 followers on TikTok now. Wow, that's amazing. Able to get to that point, you know, mm-hmm. it's crazy. <laughs> so I just say go for it to anybody who wants to start. Like, even though some people are like, oh, yeah, I don't have it in me. I didn't know I had it in me until I started. I'm a very, um, before you get to know me, I'm, I'm more of a quiet, like, nobody will know that I have a business unless I tell mm-hmm. them. And, you know, like nobody would ever assume that. So, a hundred percent. You just got to start experience. that, yeah. right? A hundred percent. You just gotta. I don't know. So that's that's really good advice. And just like you said, meeting you for the first time was like, what you have been? You're what? what? Yeah. So you never know. So yeah, I think that's a really um, an encouraging little interview about your business and you know what people can you know find and you know look for their own lives. So you know. Thank Check you so much shop. for having me. Well, yeah. Madison, I'm going to... I definitely want to come back and speak some more when I'm not, like, late, you know? <laughs> I need I need to, especially with the mic issues, I definitely yes. will come back and speak some more. Well, I will say, we have a segment on this show, and I don't know if you want to stick around for it, but 
It's called Not a Psych Major Psychoanalysis. <laughs> and it is my ultimate favorite segment because I am not a psych major. I'm a sociology major. I'm mm. very interested in all things society-based. But, you know, what goes on inside the human brain, it does fascinate me. Not enough to the point where I want to sit through classes. Like, <laughs> and major of, in it. Of the anatomy of the brain. Like, no thank you. Right. But to the point where I take situations and I get my spin on it. And I found a couple things that are business related okay. of like um, almost like horror stories or like bad things that have happened in business. Okay. And I want to see like not – it doesn't have to be like a psychoanalysis, but just kind of like what kind of spin on it would you take of this scenario? Yeah. So, I can stick around for a bit and hear this. Yeah. I'm interested now. So this segment – okay. Well, this specific part is from this founder of this company called Host. I've never heard of it, Mm-mm. Host, but apparently Amazon shut them down and he wrote that. Amazon will shut your seller account down if you fall below a certain customer approval rating. I don't remember the exact number, but it's around a 96 or 97% satisfaction rate. We were organized.com and treading along that line for 12 months. We got the suspension notice one day asking for us to respond. I remember seeing the look on our officer's manager's face. She came into my office pale face and told me the news. Amazon represented 70% of all our business. This was catastrophic. We had done so much money the prior month. It significantly hurt our businesses and ended up and ended us closing the office and laying off everyone. It was the scariest time in my life. I had just gotten married and now we're out of the business with piles of debt. I was worried about everything. Lessons learned. Don't put all your eggs in one basket and don't put the future of your business on someone else's platform. It may one day be gone and there be no, may be nothing you can do about it. What do you what say you Madison? That's heavy. That that is heavy. That is a lot. I totally agree that with the don't put your eggs in one basket because you can't just rely on one platform to give you all your profit, you know? It's almost like, because let's say that entire platform, as this story kicks you off, then what do you do? Nothing. You don't have anything, you know? That That's a lot to take, that's a lot to take in, but I totally agree with that because you can't just rely on one thing, and that's why I always try to find other ways like at least bring this back to my own personal or my own business i try to find other ways to get us out there besides relying on social media almost almost similar to they relying on amazon because amazon kicked them off now they no longer have their company right so wow (laughs) (laughs) yeah those are kind of loaded one i was like doing some internet surfing for my psychoanalysis because i don't know if you were listening last week but i downloaded the app yik yak Mm. And I basically was scrolling through and I was like, hmm, what can I psychoanalyze here? And it was kind of fun, but at the same time, I'm it's, like... Yik Yak is a very interesting app. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's a reliable source. I think I might need to outsource for my <laughs> psychoanalysis segment. So we're trying this out. And um, the next one what, is... What do you think about the other one? What, oh, about... Oh, that? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I don't... Madison, like, what I are your opinions not, on it? I am you know? not a business person i think that's i think it's i think it's just a crazy story and i think it's i think it's kind of sad to think about like you know now he has got to find new company and stuff like that that's yeah. why work for yourself make your own company and i also didn't <laughs> know that amazon had like, you want to yeah i didn't know that amazon had such a high approval rating like 96 or 97 percent like they're really trying to protect their own business and they're not letting people you know right well, because they want they want Amazon to they want it to be a very positive, fast company. You know, well, that's just how they're they're moving at this point. 
Maybe we could do a little mini psychoanalysis of Amazon here, but now that I have a business major's perspective. And I've personally heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but basically Amazon is a business relatively, I guess, new in the mm-hmm. realm of, you know, the world. And basically they started out offering super low prices, super convenient, you know, options for people in comparison to like the big corp- like conglomerate, like traditional brick and mortar stores. Mm-hmm. And those kind of all start shutting down more and more, especially in the wake of the pandemic, more and more businesses in person are closing down. Right. And I have heard that Amazon's business strategy would be once all those businesses are kind of like dead and Amazon's like the only one has monopoly, hikes up the prices and, you know, doesn't offer that same service we were accustomed to for maybe its first 10 years. So what say you to that? I I think it's a lot, honestly. Yeah. I I... I do. I am guilty of shopping on Amazon. Actually. Oh, I am too. I think so, everybody yeah. is. Right. And I honestly, I could see it in both good and bad ways because I'm trying to put wave creations on Amazon. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I, we got us an LLC, so now I can actually apply for that. And there are possibilities for other small businesses to be selling their products e-commerce rather than in a store. But I do, I do. I do prefer going into stores when I am shopping. So I do see both, you know, sides of the story here. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about that because that one's hard to think about, you know. That was very on the spot. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, something that I've been pondering more and more because once I heard of that, I was really like, wow, that could just be such a, a business strategy to really draw in as many people as possible and then kind of like make it their only option once they cut everything else off. right. And I think maybe the way to combat that is just being more cognizant of the small businesses and yeah. the local businesses. Yeah. Like where you as a consumer are putting your eggs, you know, don't put them all in one basket. Like I've always wanted to support like finding quality items that you're buying so that what what you do buy lasts you longer than having mm-hmm. to constantly replace stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you look at a business like Wave Creations, you know that they're they're producing quality products versus some sweatshirt that you find somewhere else that, you know, Mm -hmm. might not have been produced as well or, you know what I mean? Right. Ours, ours are handmade and hand designed. So it's, it's a little bit different. That's why, you know, you could find a quantity of good items on Amazon, but is it the same? That's the question. And that's a lot of people will argue that it's the same. And I mean, it depends on really what you're looking for, I guess. So it's, it's, it's very interesting. That's a very interesting question. I don't know. Yeah. No one can shame anyone for looking for a good deal, but I think maybe it is a good thing to be aware of that. And honestly, like, we can, you know, go on Wave Creations, shopwavecreations.com, right? Yeah. Yes. So, okay. That was heavy, but <laughs> the next psychoanalysis is called The Curse of the Invisible Customer. And this is like a 3D printed artificial bones company, apparently, and it was threatened by an early demise due to a lack of customers. So this is what they said. Deafening silence. That's how Andy Dalman, co-founder of Advanced Bone Technology, described the initial market response to his company's early innovation. We had no sales, said Dalman. No one was interested in what we thought was a breakthrough idea. Despite earning some industry recognition... And sinking a significant amount of money to keep the venture afloat, the company was on the brink. It was a brutal experience. Not only were we afraid of losing the company, we feared disappointing the people who helped us become a startup. It showed us what not to do on countless levels. So the advice here at the bottom is don't be, don't be scared of the customer discovery process. It can help you develop a viable in- innovation that solves a real customer problem. Hmm. Hmm. 
And I think you kind of touched on this yourself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, I feel like not everybody sees potential in a business until mm-hmm. it actually gets big. Because it's credibility, you know, mm-hmm. as you said, starting from zero. That company started, they didn't. They thought it was a great idea, which it probably could have been. Or maybe if it's a company now, it probably is. But nobody really understood it. Nobody knew what it was until it actually, you know, put itself out there. And the advice at the bottom, what was that piece again? It was... Don't be scared of the customer discovery process. It can help you develop a viable innovation that solves a real customer problem. Right. So what fits the needs for one customer, like the real customer problem, might not fit everybody. Everybody's different. Everybody likes different things. Everybody has different preferences. So that's the that's like the challenge of it all, you know. It's even though it takes a while to start your company, even though it takes, you know, time to figure it out. If you give up, then you never know what it could have, could have been or what you could have made out of it or what experience you could have even gotten out of it. Even if you did not decide to keep that one product or if you decided to keep the whole line of products and then all of a sudden, look, you're on Shark Tank, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think it's... I mean, what do you think? What do you think about it? I don't know. Like, I definitely chose some more business-oriented stuff, so I think maybe <laughs> next week we'll get into more, like, human problems because that's what I love to psychoanalyze, but... Um, for this in particular, I think that it really just is the human story of perseverance, you know, like right. moving on and not giving up right away, but giving it a little bit of time because sometimes we, we jump into something and we're like, oh, no, this isn't what I thought it would be. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't right for me. I need to get out as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like, that's just our initial reaction, our own, like, fear taking over. And we need to, like, let it sit for a minute and really just, like, dive into it, be a little bit uncomfortable and then Whatever makes you uncomfortable, come. you can eventually make yourself comfortable with mm-hmm. if it's a good thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I see that all the time. Like, I was really uncomfortable putting my face on social media to promote my business. And then I was making live streams that have, like, thousands of people on it and selling a bunch of products. So I was uncomfortable at first, and I became comfortable. So you know what I mean? So you could be uncomfortable with the thought of starting a business and then all of a sudden or like comfortable with the thought of it but uncomfortable with actually executing it if that makes sense yeah 100 percent. and i think that's applicable to real life in general of just like trying stuff out like i could be sitting here in my second episode of my podcast and saying look how many mistakes i made this isn't right for me but i think that you know the listener base is really supportive people that that i know and it hasn't i guess it hasn't gotten the widespread you know, well, networking as, yet. As we grow. Right. Um, and as we, or as you, but I'll be back here talking because <laughs> I enjoy this. I do like this. As you grow your podcast and figure it out, the more, you know, widespread we can make it, you know? I know. As we get rid of, yeah. you know, all the issues and <laughs> it's, it's a very smooth podcast so far, though. Well, thank you. Besides the two mics. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Besides not being able to hear my guest. Um but, yeah, that's just kind of what I was getting at. And, like, everyone that's listening so far is pretty supportive, like, people that I know. And, you know, they're willing to stick it out with me. And so I appreciate all my As I said, good things take time. Everything right. happens for a reason. And practice makes perfect. You know, <laughs> obviously I didn't know how to edit or do any of that stuff really until, you know, I started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we have, I, I promised a couple of would you rather just really super, like, quick Business-related, okay. would you rather? Okay. Would you rather be famous in your career field or celebrity famous? Famous in my career field. I think I want to be – I think it would be really cool to be a well-known entrepreneur, in, especially um, in – I don't know. 
they say business is more of a male-dominated field, and I feel like I'd be like, I would love to just be like a really well-known entrepreneur mm -hmm. in the business field. And just, you know, inspire others. That's amazing. Would you rather run a country or a business? Repeat. Would you rather run a country or a business? A business. I don't think I could run a country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a lot. I think that I think that'd be too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> Would, okay, so this is something that maybe you haven't had a ton of experience yet. What what maybe you can envision yourself? Would you rather work with like a big team or with just one person? That's the thing. You have a big team. You have a bunch of ideas coming in, but there's also more likely to have a conflict. Mm. Not saying my sister and I don't have conflict about the business. We do but we work it out very easily and you know would it be nice to have some help yes but also i think right now one person a partnership i think it's a bit better at yeah. least for me right now well i think that once you expand and you like eventually probably i eventually would start, need a team yeah we're gonna like ask that question again and see okay. which one was better okay <laughs> um would you rather work longer but for fewer days a week or shorter but for more days of the week shorter and more days of the week um, I'm a more let's get it done during the week type of person. I, I I tend to focus on different aspects, especially my business, different aspects of the business per different day. So me just going, because I have to go on the social media page every single day anyways. Mm. So me spending a shorter amount of time on it versus me spending a longer amount of time doing the same thing mm -hmm. isn't going to really change much. So definitely more days in the week, but shorter increments. Mm. This one is interesting, and it says, would you rather have a very stressful job but have a lot of responsibility or have a minimally stressful job with a little responsibility? Hmm. That, that's really difficult. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that one because <laughs> right now I'm, like, in between that, you yeah. know. I have a responsibility but it's not that stressful for me. Mm -hmm. I guess I would maybe take the more stressful job with more responsibility because I like to have a like I like to be a big part in I don't know. Let's say it's a company. I, I'd like to have a big part of something. I like to feel like what I'm doing is actually making a difference or like helping out. You know. Stuff yeah. like that. And yeah, and granted, these would you rather questions are often like too absolute. Yeah, extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that you're somewhere in the middle sounds really cool. But yeah, like being challenged in a situation definitely provides the most growth. And hopefully, like that stress doesn't, you know, stretch the entire length of the job. And, you know, there's going to be seasons of more stress, but hopefully, you know, you keep that happy medium. Right. Okay. Last would you rather, and it's would you rather be good at a new skill you tried, but always work on new things? Or work with the same skills and specialize your work? Work with the same skills and specialize my work. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to say about that one. Yeah. I, I think it's basically what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Just know, like, honing your skills and, you know, really, like, becoming the best at what you do. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. All right, well, we are kind of getting into the final few minutes of our show here, Madison. So I thank really want to so thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for coming on the show and informing our listeners. To everyone out there, go on to shopwavecreations.com or follow us on Instagram at wavecreations. Yeah, or on TikTok, right? Or on TikTok. TikTok, too. Probably not yet, yet, because that's an anonymous website. No, 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 no. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we also have Pinterest. Um, I could do another episode on Pinterest. That's an interesting thing. 
Um, but follow us on Pinterest. Uh, I think it's Shopwave Creations. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of places um, that we can follow you and keep up to date with you. And, you know, the ideas are just rolling in about future episodes. So, you know, Madison, I really appreciate you wanting to come back. We'd be happy to have you again. Hopefully, you know, by that point, things will be hammered out. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, we're going to, you know, bring on new people. So if you're a listener and you're like, hmm, this made me think of something that I want to talk about, let me no, and I will be happy to have you on the show. And hopefully it will be a little bit less chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So thank you all so much for listening for to my second episode of Your Pal Val. Um, like I mentioned earlier, just remember that your words matter. Stories are meant to be told. And you are so welcome to be on this podcast. Everyone has a home on Your Pal Val. So just a reminder of our showtime, Tuesdays, 1 to 2 p.m. Spread the word. Tell your friends. And that's it for now. So Bye, pals. It's Val signing off. Until next time. Yay!